0: Mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more. From health and holistic healing to the supernatural, we aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. and welcome to another episode of Liberate the Podcast. Um, Today we're welcoming back Carissa. I think if uh, those that listened to the last episode that we had her on, we, you know, were meant to talk about uh, the Divine Feminine and kind of went into the deep on the shadow work, but Carissa's going to explain a little bit about why they're they're, um, tied together and going and diving a little bit deeper into that Divine Feminine. So uh, let's welcome back Carissa. For those that This might be the first episode hearing. She's a multifaceted uh, healer, practitioner, wealth and knowledge, amazing musician, talented um, in so many different facets and ways, and has really spent her whole entire life diving in deep into all of the uh, mythic realms of consciousness and unconsciousness, I guess we could say, right? (laughs) So, you know, just share a little bit more about yourself again, and uh, then Um, we'll be diving back in.
1: Thanks for having me back um it's always really fun to talk to you about this stuff um yeah I am um, I have been working with mythology and um shadow work and and Jungian psychology and uh Reiki I'm a Reiki master too actually I always forget to mention um <laughs> I've been working on all of that stuff for about 20 years um probably a little bit more but <laughs> just means that I'm getting older um, so yeah, I, um, I do a couple of nights here a month. I do um, the, a women's group uh, that's called the Hatha Night. Hatha is the goddess, she's an Egyptian goddess of uh, women and music and, um, and creativity. And um, I do another night called Mysteries of the Dark Divine and that night is um, also focused on inner work and shadow work which we spoke about last time. We talked a lot about shadow work and, and, um, and the way that that relates to the divine feminine is um, that all of the aspects of um, the, divine, the divine feminine are the introspective aspects and the internal aspects and whenever we do inner work. That's the stuff of the divine feminine. Um, We could have 200,000 possessions. We could have 300. We could have a million possessions each. And there's still more than enough to go around. The idea that there's not enough to go around really just like um, fuels uh, this this kind of, the hoarding thing that you're talking about and yeah. that feeling of grabbing onto everything. And I think that that's
0: where, you know, that that whole consciousness of, like, I need this and I need to store this and hold this and it creates, mm-hmm. like, this war and friction because I want what they have because... or they can't touch what I have or I'm special because I own this or whatever the case yeah. may be. But yeah. it's like very much, I, I feel, poverty consciousness, yeah. you know, element. Yeah. But because it's mean, putting a it, value on things. Yeah. Because the value on things is like because this is a limited edition or because only so many people drive this car or have this. But if it's abundant thinking, then anybody can have that or do that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean,
1: the thing is, it's just that there's there's more than enough for everyone in every capacity. It's not just possessions. It's like emotions. It's success. It's in every area. We tend to hoard. We tend to want what somebody else has. We want their relationship. We want their opportunities. We want their, um, you know, ideas. It's like there's there's always a sense that there's not enough. There's not enough of there's not enough approval. There's not enough love. There's not enough, you know. It's not just in a material world that that poverty consciousness exists. Now, it's really, really just prevalent everywhere, and. Um, the thing about their there not being enough is it does affect the material aspects and it does end up breeding kind of a, you know, certain attitude about materialism and money that it's bad and then, um, and then it creates this kind of shadow dynamic in the material world where people are doing atrocious things for money and where there's not enough to go around. So... Yeah, the problems with the problems with money and materialism they stem from the same aspects of of suppression of the of the goddess, because the goddess says there's more than enough for everyone. The sun doesn't stop shining, it doesn't stop raining, it doesn't stop. Um, the, the earth produces and produces and produces. I mean, we'll be gone before the earth is gone. So, um, yeah, there's there's a sense of. Um, of that, that earth aspect that's suppressed when we come into materialism with that kind of um, poverty consciousness. Yeah. But, you know, the goddess exists in the earth and, and the environmental, uh, I don't know what to call it, suppression, um, the environmental problem is um, also another aspect of, um, of suppressing the feminine. I mean, even just animal cruelty, I mean, w- what's happening to our food? Our food source... Is poisoned with oh you know genetic modification and all of this, uh, all of these chemicals. It's like the food source, the water is not good, you know, um, with all the chemicals that are put into everything. It's just um, it's a contamination of the earth, and the earth, of course, is the feminine, and that kind of level of contamination um, is also another aspect, you know, of what happens when the feminine is suppressed. Um, And then not to mention all the extreme weather problems and the issues with the ozone layer and the issues with the oceans and the issues with, you know, you know, everything else, all the other environmental problems that we've um, created, because there's no respect for the feminine aspect, the feminine aspect being the earth. Yeah. And a lot of those things are done in the name of money, which is just, again, massive amounts of poverty consciousness. The earth says there's more than enough yeah and so again it's a suppression of the earth when you say no there's not more than enough you yeah. know
0: and i don't I, and i don't even think that there it's done for like when we look at it on a bigger level money per se it's done for the fact that they feel that there's a lack or a limited supply of money right, right? you it know is, if, yeah. because you know if money is just energy and 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 feminine uh-huh. energy and earth energy like you're saying you know yes it's done because they're of greed but it's what is the cause of it greed power corruption whatever the case may yeah, be but yeah. like i need more of this yeah you know and that mean, lack thinking that's right. kind of creating let me go in and and take all this or do all this or build all this or whatever yeah. the case may be
1: yeah I and mean, there's injury there there's just massive injury there and um you know, that feminine suppression, it, it, it works to suppress um, the other internal aspects as well as the global aspects. So on a, an, an internal level, we have, um, you know, emotional suppression and we have a lot of illness that gets created because of emotional suppression and stuff like that even cancer can be related to that as well as you know GMOs and stuff like that. So that kind of ties into what we we're talking about.
0: Not accepting you or suppressing those types of emotions. Exactly they, yeah. You,
1: they... We've had a culture for the last couple of thousand years. It's been a very very feminine suppressed culture for the last couple of thousand years from the sexuality getting suppressed, it's, it's it's been we can see it as religion I mean it's it's pretty obvious as religion um, you know people being told don't have any money take a vow of poverty while the Vatican itself becomes able to feed the world seven times over and just in its basement alone um, you know people have been told oh, only the poor get into heaven And meanwhile, the institutions telling people that are like hoarding all the gold. Um, So there's there's a been a a power, a power corruption thing that's been in place there as well as um, a, um, you know, suppression of, of the sexuality, a suppression of emotion and people being told emotion in general is bad, you know boys don't cry and a woman crying isn't a hysterical woman and um you know there's been a suppression of emotion in general and a lot of the religions have gone towards um kind of neutralizing emotion there's nothing wrong with that um and there's been a strong embracing of intellectualism and science you know and there's nothing wrong with that either those things are necessary they need to be tempered or balanced with, with the feminine, that yeah. they need to be balanced with um, the emotional and the intuitive and the, and the inner knowing. This is the thing about the feminine. The masculine may be science. It may be intellectualism. It may be um, the attainment of knowledge. And we can classify that as masculine energy. Now, all of us need that. All of us need the attainment of knowledge. We need our intellect to be sharp. We need... Um, to be able to separate ourselves from our emotions enough to not just react to everything all the time just so that we have an understanding of our feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, These are really good things. But the thing is that in order to actually have a knowing, in order to actually know God, goddess, in order to actually have a sense of the divine, Mm -hmm. these are not intellectual things. Yeah. these are purely emotional things this is a different type of knowing this is the feminine knowing it's the feminine that gives us the sense of unity,
0: unity like the ocean and understanding of thyself right you know it's if...
1: understanding of the self through feeling yes. it's all feeling the inter- the intellect gives us an ability to give it words and to give it some kind of like um, Meaning, I guess, mm-hmm. in 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 a in a way, in a certain way. But really, the feeling gives it gives it a completely different meaning. It gives it the meaning that that um, there's intellectual meaning, and then there's meaning. Yeah. There's the meaning that you sense when something is um, powerful or important or speaking to you on a different level, and that deeper meaning is the feminine meaning and that comes through emotion that comes through connection with emotion that comes through connection with the inner world it comes through connection with the heart with the you can't bypass the lower chakras you can't bypass the sacral chakra you know that contains all of our emotional selves you can't bypass the inner self and then expect to have divine knowledge
0: yeah you
1: know there's a part of you that's in the dark Always, always ready to be triggered. You might be able to keep that divine knowledge intact if you live in a cave or on the top of a mountain, you know. But this is about integrating divine knowledge into everyday life. This is about integrating divine knowledge into the pits, you know. Mm -hmm. If you can keep a spiritual sense of truth and peace and love, ultimately love, in the middle of um, chaos, in the middle of, you know, like Jesus did being slapped on one cheek and offering his other cheek. If you can keep a sense of unity, consciousness and love in, in life, when you're paying the bills, when someone screams at you on the road, in, in, in life, then you have some spiritual um, power there. Yeah. It's it doesn't come from when you're anyone can attain it if they stay on a mountain long enough. Yeah. It's our divine nature. If we get rid of all the distractions from our divine nature, then it's easy, you know. But when you bring that energy back into the world where it's needed, I mean that's what that's what it's all about. And and the feminine gives you the feeling of unity consciousness. The shadow work takes you there. Yeah. the shadow work helps you to have that love acceptance and forgiveness for everybody so that then you can bring that unity consciousness home so then you can see the deeper meaning when something terrible happens yeah when you can actually surrender to great mystery and the and the divine um mm-hmm. so
0: so you know what what are you really saying it's it's about we've been so out of balance so out of balance. That You know, the highlight of this isn't that the masculine is bad or wrong. No, no, yeah. It's it's about how can we really start paying attention more to the feminine because it's been ignored.
1: Exactly. And this has been ignored not just for men. It's been ignored for women. I mean, women are equal parties in, in this entire suppression you know Um, women themselves have been suppressed and we can see that easily you know and a lot of history has been changed so that women have been you know left out of it but the thing is that you know I'm an artist and I see the competition that lies between artists Mm -hmm. and I feel that that's probably there in every in every area of work you know where women feel like they have to compete against each other because of the amount of suppression that there's been yeah. And so women also you know, I know that there are women that will prefer to work with a male engineer as though men for whatever reason can engineer music better than a female could engineer music. Which is absolutely insane. Yeah. And, and and something to just emphasize how insane that is, is to state that the first computer programs the first computer programs ever built ever built was built by a woman in 1840 i think 1841 wow and so all of the computer equipment that's used to engineer music and engineer pretty much everything that was all created by a woman (laughs) right so the idea of this you know this kind of um We all have to shift our consciousness, basically. We all have to shift our consciousness about the way we look at um, women and women's places. And we all have to... Women have to um, come to a place where we embrace abundance consciousness and realize that there's more than enough for everyone now. And that by supporting each other, we support ourselves. And the other aspect of supporting each other is, when you support another, you recognize what's unique about you. Nobody can replace us. We are irreplaceable. Every single person is totally unique unto themselves.
0: Yeah, and then you're getting into I feel like uh, the male mindset is a competition mindset. Not in not male as far as the genetic makeup, but like male energy, masculine rac- is active. active you yeah, know, active. Com-
1: uh, winning, it's winning, winning and yeah.
0: and women is more about collaboration. It's, it's unity, yeah, yeah. Fe- unity you know, consciousness so, again. We kind of need a shift from this competition mindset to this collaboration mindset. Exactly,
1: yeah, and 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 the thing is that all of us need to do it. All of us, you know, men, women alike. That yeah. is an energy suppression that's happening, not just a uh, gender suppression here. Yeah. All of us suffer. I mean, when we eat poisoned food, does it matter if we're a man or a woman? No. <laughs> you know, um, if, if the we're... earth doesn't, like, you know, kicks us off it, you know, with natural disasters because we've messed with it so much... Is that a masculine and feminine? Yeah, it's and, and men just as equally as women suppressing
0: their emotions is exactly. causing, you know, exactly. you know, disease within the body. Exactly. So, I mean, it, 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 exactly. It, it doesn't
1: matter. This body emotion thing, um, the, the going within, the going towards the dark, the idea that wearing black is dark, I have always worn black as a very sacred color for me. I mean, mm-hmm. I did get brought up Catholic where everyone who's sacred wears black, so maybe that's the subconscious thing I took on from that. But black is the color of the feminine. It's the void. It's great mystery. Mm-hmm. It's the receptive. And it is the principle of the goddess. It's the principle of the night. So, you know, the idea that, you know, dark and the term, you know, dark has evil attached to it, which is ridiculous, or, like, black has evil attached to it, which is also ridiculous. These are all signs of imbalance, like, massive, massive imbalance. Yeah. Um, so, um... So what can people do? Like, you know, like,
0: because I mean, a lot of the things that you're talking about, I think they're probably most people would agree with a lot of the statements, but they're very, they're very large. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. So what is something that somebody can do in their personal life to bring upon more balance of the feminine energy within
1: their life? The beauty is that we have archetypes of femininity available to us everywhere. Um, we have archetypes of the feminine. Oh my gosh. It's really just a, the, the, the presence of, um, okay. I'm going to talk about Mary. Okay. Um, we have, there are, there are divine aspects archetypes of the feminine available to everyone we've got hatha like i do in the hatha night on monday nights and there are other aspects there's Kali, who breaks us of our ego restraints and liberates. she's the great liberator uh, because she helps us to liberate ourselves from the ego and heal the shadow um she destroys the inner demons you know and um there's um <coughs> kuan yin who is you know the healer and she's the compassionate healer and there is um, a lot of different, you know, f- there's there's Shakti, you know, the, the primal creative force, and um, Lakshmi, the um, uh, the the abundance, the force of abundance. Okay, I'm, now that I've said Lakshmi, I, I have to just say something. Shakti is a Hindu goddess, uh, and she is the um, creative goddess, and she splits herself into. Three different identities. She splits herself into Lakshmi. Lakshmi is the goddess of abundance. This is this is just emphasizing once again the ways that the feminine is abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakshmi is abundance, consciousness, and beauty. She's the she's that aspect of the goddess. Then there is um, Sarasvati She is the one that brings inspiration. She brings inspiration to artists, to um, scientists, to creators of all sorts. So she is the one that is connected to the river, Mm. um, the flow. She's connected to the water and the flow of, of that. Um, so she's that aspect of the goddess so that that the, you see the creative impetus there that's there with, with the divine goddess. Then there is Durga and Durga is the one that is the protector. She has a, a tiger with her and um, she is uh, fierce and strong and kind of a warrior and, and protective. Um, she's a protective warrior. That is an aspect of the goddess too it's a common aspect of the goddess to be the warrior and the protector and she has within her um, Kali came from an aspect of Durga and Kali is the dark mother the dark dark mother that comes in the dark of the womb in the in you right at the beginning of you know uh, the menstrual cycle when when the moon is gone from the sky Uh, carly comes and she is the one that makes us face our shadow the thing that we're most afraid to face and she makes us embrace it and love and Mm. and heal our shadow and what she does is uh, she represents the liberation from time and space time and space is the ego where i am here now you know um in this room now and that's the that's the container you know, and she's the liberator from the ego. She reminds us that we are everything, and to not attach ourselves to these ego things. And so, she fights the demon. You know, but these are aspects of the of the um, Hinduism and, and and the pantheon that's there. But you know, Hatha turns into a lion too, Sekhmet. She's this lovely, you know, kind of a sexual goddess of beauty and creativity. And she offers us, you know, these um, creative gifts as well with music and dance. But she also turns into a lion mm-hmm. segment. And she's actually thought to be the Sphinx in Egypt. And so she is. Um, she works like that too. I'm going to talk about Mary. Because Mary is a figure that appears all over the world. She's the most manifested figure, I think, in the world. She's a figure that... Um, is often becoming visible to people through miracles. Mary is, um, you know, in the old times the word virgin meant you were not married and you weren't, you know, um, bound to somebody else. It didn't have anything to do with sex. So she is the unmarried. She's the force unto herself. She's not half of a whole. She's a force unto herself, a primal, the primal force of the mother. And archetypally speaking she gives birth to the divine child we are all the divine child we are her divine children and so Mary is this force she's really such a beautiful representation of the divine mother you know she took different forms before she's she took the form of Mary as you know um, as as that religious you know identification mythological identification came up but you know the divine mother has always been there you can find statues of the divine mother as far back as you can find statues of human you know beings existing Yeah. so the divine mother has always been present and, and today she's represented very widely through Mary through the image of Mary um, she's definitely not bound to that identity on any level yeah. but it's it's one that speaks to our time and she is just the absolute embodiment of nurturance and love you know people turn to mary when they're at their wits end when they're just bowing down to the divine and asking for help mm-hmm. they turn to mary and they you know say please and mary comes and says i am your mother like i am the force of love and light and i am the force of nurturance and mary comes and presents herself to you i talk about these archetypes because this is how we connect to the divine okay we connect to the divine we are archetypal symbolic creatures When we go to sleep and we dream, we dream in archetypes. The language of our unconscious is archetypal. The language of our inner self, the self that we base things on, is archetypal. Most of the time, we don't even think we can do something unless we've seen an example of it somewhere before. Because we're archetypal, we need that archetype of that type of hero or that type of liberator or that type of what trickster or that type of whatever to present itself to us so that we have the inspiration to become our own type of embodiment of that archetype. Yeah. So we are archetypal, symbolic archetypal creatures. And the archetypes that have been dominant in our culture, they come from celebrities, they come from politicians, they come from, um, you know, actors, they come from films. So here's a powerful thing when you see um when you see Luke Skywalker right and he becomes the archetypal sim- symbolic um archetype of the hero
0: mm-hmm. right
1: and then how many millions upon millions find courage because of Luke Skywalker you know yeah. because there's an internal archetypal um structure that's that it's speaking to which is the hero's journey and so what happens when most of those archetypes are men? We don't get to have any archetypal relationship with the divine feminine. yeah and look at most politicians are men. celebrities get paid more than women the males. Um, the men are always the heroes. Do you know that they did a study and found that that women don't even talk to each other a lot of the times in television shows unless they're talking about a male. Um, it's a really common thing, and and so they don't have meaningful connect dialogues with each other a lot in a lot of shows in a lot of circumstances. Not all of them by by any means, but yeah. um, it's just this common thing that happens, and. Um, so there is this prevalence of male archetypes out there that you can take your pick. You can go, okay, Michael Jackson, Prince, David Bowie. You can say, um, you know, Luke Skywalker, Batman. I don't know. There's a lot. There's, there's a lot of, um, of those. Now, you can see in recent history they're starting to allow more of the feminine archetypes to come out. Because there's been just as many significant and empowered um, women as there has been men, they've just been omitted from history, like like us not knowing that a woman is the one that created computer programming. Yeah. So they've just been omitted from history. So so what we can do, or what we must do, is we need to create new archetypes we need new, we need new archetypes uh, not new archetypes there's plenty of old ones actually there we need to actually start connecting with looking back at history googling women in history powerful women in history every one that you look at is going to change your internal structure okay looking at images of the divine mother of the divine feminine there are an abundance of uh female uh, uh, divine, like there are an abundance of um Deities that personify the divine feminine. Having a relationship with those allows us to start rebuilding that.
0: Okay. So Putting you're it
1: in art. Art is where it, it needs to be happening.
0: So... So having where you can relate to an iconic uh, female role model in a sense, in in a way, in looking at looking the at powerful me- women that have been is one form exactly. of, of entering or having this energy start to shift into your archetypal unconscious, yeah. or, you know, mind. And then yeah. you know, like you were saying before, like with the other episode, is doing some shadow work on your emotions, right? It of it course, would be like yeah, doing way.
1: shadow work and inner work like that is really powerful. It's shifting your abundance consciousness would yeah. be another
0: form, right? Yeah.
1: Any any time that you work on anything to do with the healing the feminine, working on your sexuality, loving and owning your sexuality, mm-hmm. making people aware of like what the clitoris is. I mean, these all seem like silly things, but they're really important because they are just rebalancing the mind of the collective and rebalancing our own personal mind. When Buffy the Vampire Slayer started to air... Um, The studies that they did on women's dreams leading up to Buffy, Buffy coming on television, women would have dreams and in their dreams they would be attacked and killed and women were just always being um, demolished in their dreams. After Buffy the Vampire Slayer they did studies on women that watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer and in their dreams they would all um, fight and they would all kill the dark things in their dreams. Like,
0: interesting
1: yeah and, and you know what they didn't have to do any shadow work they just had to change their symbolic um, archetypal relationships with the world that's what had to happen they needed an, a new archetypal force this is the power that art has art does this this is what art does that's why luke Skywalker. so the moment that they made Rey the character of Rey um, I saw a little girl a little five year old girl Wearing a tutu, <laughs> running around with a pink lightsaber, like for Rey, you know, Aww. because they made a female Jedi. Yeah. And so they just by doing that, they changed millions upon millions of new generations of women. And and you know what? None of those women are gonna know that they were changed because of that. Yeah. It it gave them
0: it gave them like it, you said like if you can see now it you have
1: a new you can you,
0: you can adapt that and pull that into your yeah. own self and your own identity exactly and, that, and so I think that like at least that's the light bulbs are going off in my head and maybe the people that are listening about yeah. how the power of even just perception and seeing and knowing and believing can shift your own and then that kind of goes into which I'm sure you're familiar with is the hundredth monkey uh-huh. um, the syndrome where the zoologist we're studying different monkeys and the they uh, but it just proved the dynamic of the collective collective
1: unconscious yeah Yeah. it's exactly that and it's you know we internalize these images when we watch tv or when we do art or even listen to music when we do this um, we actually go into our feminine mind Mm -hmm. we actually get really close to like the theta state that's why we can get sucked into television so easily yeah. Because we go into the passive state. So when we are reviewing, like, our archetypes on this level, it is, it's, it's actually changing our unconscious. It's actually changing us fundamentally. It's changing what we believe is possible for us in the future. It's changing the way we relate to others. It's changing us. It's, it's basically creating... I mean, art has always been the thing that has dominated human culture. You know, Um, people learn how to behave with each other through story, through whether it's you know books or stories or you know the storyteller used to do it, and you know um, there's been all sorts of ways that that art has passed on its um, passed on these archetypes. You know, all of these myths come from art, and they all are aspects of our consciousness that that we live in. That by looking, art is what Joseph Campbell. And and myths are what Joseph Campbell calls the dreams of God. Mm. So when you change the dreams of God, when you interject into the dream of God, these new archetypal features, you change God. Goddess slash goddess, God being unisex term. Mm-hmm. Um, you change creation. You change yourself. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you just need to look at art uh, and see how it just formed every single phase of culture that has ever been since the beginning of time. It's, it's taught us morals. It teaches us how to be. It teaches us what we're capable of. It teaches us how to be a hero. It teaches us about how to relate to the world around us. I love that. And so how can we heal this? By exposing ourselves to art and connecting to this feminine force around us is going to just by default change us just by connecting to that feminine voice, that feminine story that J.J. Abrams did a huge thing by making the Jedi a female like I mean I, for, I I take it as an archetypal thing I couldn't stop crying and I don't think I can still stop crying because it was such a power, I know the consequence of that move
0: Yeah,
1: because I know the consequence of that move, it's helpful
0: so so those that are listening if you're you know to take take an extra step back when you're creating things and doing things and whether you're in a creative uh um, you know, field of entertainment or whatnot, or whether even just in your own personal life, if yeah. you're, you can be, I think you can be that archetype for the the little girl or the little boy that lives down the street by yeah. like by being and stepping into your power, yes, in exactly. your voice, whether you're male, female, whatnot, and exhibiting helping
1: these, others' powers, like as, yeah. and if you're if you're a woman helping you know to support others and if you're a male helping women,
0: yeah. And, and and i think that that can be you know it can be done on the on the on the big screens or through music and those kind of things but it can be just as well done in your daily life exactly. and through an interaction at a store or yeah. you know whatever the case may be so don't 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 ever hesitate or, or stop and think that that if you're not creating something big you're not creating a difference because every everything,
1: everything that that matters you do. yeah and you know and to bring it into your life and into your world and to people around you as well just bring in uh, images examples facets of that divine feminine into your world beautify yourself your home you know give that beauty to others Mm -hmm. Um, put up images of Mary I know it sounds crazy Mary is a force if you look online of divine miracles Yeah, Like, millions of people have seen manifestations of Mary. There is something that you can look at, um, Mary of Zeiton, Z-E-I-T-O-U-N, and um, millions of people saw this image of Mary, I think it was 68 to 71. She was above a church in Egypt, and it's a woman of light. There's nothing to even say it's Mary. It's a woman, it's a divine woman of light, divine mother. And... um, there are photos and video of it like all over the internet just like look it up and have a look at how much manifestation the divine feminine has the divine feminine is always we will put manifesting. a we'll put a link uh, down it uh,
0: down below for you guys to click on so that you can have that yes. as well yeah okay well chris let's um see is there anything else like kind of wrapping up i mean it's, it's, it this feels like so yeah, just like a beautiful space of embodiment and standing in your in your power and healing and i think yeah. all of this is about healing so you can be you so you can step into that recognize that, that, that the, we're
1: symbolic beings yeah. too that we are archetypal beings try to be aware of your archetypal self more When you step in, you know, you're a lawyer and you're going into the court case. Step into your archetypal self. See yourself symbolically. That's not the same person that has sex later. And that's not (laughs) the same person that cuddles its children later. You know, it's like we step into these roles. These roles are archetypal forces. Each one of us has an Artemis, an Athena. When you're in in that, you know, courtroom, you're Athena. You know, when you're in the... Cuddling your children, you're maybe your Hera, maybe your Mary, maybe your Hatha, you know, maybe your Hatha in the bedroom. Um, (laughs) You know, it's like there are these different archetypes within us, and we are symbolic creatures and so oblivious to our archetypes. The archetypal self is the fourth dimension. It is the dream body, which is our astral body and fourth dimensional body. So as we evolve, if we want to evolve and increase that evolution, we need to become aware of that fourth dimensional bo- fourth-dimensional body, which is the astral body, which is the unconscious body, which is the archetypal body. Mm. And so become aware of your symbolic. I mean, every person has a purpose, and that purpose is is expressed through some archetypal. Forms whether it's you're an Athena or an Artemis or a you know um, a Hera or a, a Venus or whatever you know Persephone whoever you know whatever archetypes are working through you, um, if you can become aware of how you express that divine feminine through yourself, that is really powerful. How does your Venus look? Has yeah. your what kind of clothes does your Venus like to wear? You know, knowing your inner archetypes is a really powerful thing so that when you go and you get dressed for your day, you dress your archetype, you know, and you it. connect to it. And you see it the world it symbolically. <laughs> yeah. It's an yeah. archetypal world. We are archetypal creatures. So so I
0: love that. And, you know, uh, I mean, thank you so much for sharing all this wealth of knowledge. I mean, I think through, through this... Uh, I, you know, t- talk here today. You know, you've mentioned a few different uh, people that have inspired you um, in their works. Uh, Joseph Campbell being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie
1: Ford. You know, Debbie lot.
0: Ford being another. Carolyn Mace is also. In, in the, yeah. Amazing. Carolyn Mace does a lot of work on archetypes. She of course, does, if yeah. anybody's inspired to study more of uh, union psychology or different things like that. Yeah. But, you know, and of course, I mean, Carissa d- does these two nights here at the shop. One is just for women and the other one is a combination for women and men um they're just donation only based classes so i mean uh you can always come on down over here and get to learn more uh from carissa through these classes and Mm -hmm. of course you know you can find um more about Carissa at our website, Uh Carissa, what's, what, what's your website again where they can find some of your music and get in touch with you personally too? On um,
1: my website is uh, com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. Like, uh, Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. I love talking about this stuff. So it's oh. always a pleasure awesome
0: and uh everybody for those that listen please uh, leave a review it really helps to boost our ratings and allow for us to pop up even in search results and things like that so leave a review so other people can find us if you and um once again, you can look at liberateemporium.com under the podcast section. We'll have all the podcasts there. You can also find us on iTunes at Liberate the Podcast and also on Podbean. Um, and so you can find us there. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time.